What will become of Dawn and Betty? What's gonna happen to Pete and Peggy? For Kate, it's a history. For Ashley, a mystery. It's time to hear Mad Women. Hello, Ashley. Hi, Kate. Welcome to Mad Women. We're in the same space. For the yes. first time, but I can't, but I still can't see you. Hang on, we're going to fix it. Okay. My <laughs> computer is blocking us. Okay, there we go. Now I can um, see you because... I mean, you're welcome to move your chair I'm going slightly to, to the listen. left. Okay, there I we go. That. Okay. <laughs> we're at my kitchen table. Because I'm fully vaccinated. God. That means we can, like, be real friends. Yeah, we can breathe on each other. Or we can just, share air. We can share air. That's what we've been waiting to do for so long. I've been waiting for so long to yes. share air with you, Kate. Yes. And for anyone who's super freaked out, I also tested negative for the coro- the novel coronavirus on Wednesday, <laughs> and it is currently Saturday. So Yeah. I'm, dear listener, kind of sick, <laughs> but it's just like, remember, remember back in like 2019 when you just got sick? When you would get a cold? You would just like get a cold. Yeah. And no one was like, stay away from me. Yeah. Some people were always like, well, a little bit. Yeah. And you didn't have to like quake with fear when you were in a store and you felt a tickle in your throat and you had to cough. (laughs) And now your eyes dart around Mm -hmm. the room because you know. Yeah. The minute you cough, somebody's Mm -hmm. coming and stabbing you. Yeah. You're in the bloodlust yeah. is, re- is real right <laughs> yeah. now. No public coughing. No, is... none. Not even like a clearing of your throat. No. Like sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. you just have a phlegmy day. Yeah. And you want to do like, <clears throat> you're you not allowed even, to. You can't even do that. It's against the law. Heaven forbid you sniffle. Don't, don't even, don't no. even start. No. And if you're running and you uh-huh. stop and you <gasps> wheeze, yeah. if you're running, just keep running until you're home. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't let anybody know. Yeah. <laughs> there is no heavy breathing. No. Guys, I lost all my sense of smell and taste this week. <laughs> but it's just because my nose was stuffed up. Like, that's just a thing that happens. That's a thing that happens. Boy. Life. <laughs> but we're here. And I'm vaccinated, so it's yes. okay. Yeah, you're vaccinated. Thanks, Pfizer. My cats are at more of a risk that's than you are. true. And I breathe in their faces a lot. Way closer. I am breathing in their faces like... All the goddamn time. <laughs> <laughs> we share air like no one's business. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we watched the episode together. For the first time. In total silence. <laughs> <laughs> we did not speak. We set a hard boundary. <laughs> I didn't even look at you. I didn't want any information given away. <laughs> There was one moment that I was looking at you, but I don't think you noticed. I didn't. I, I refused to even acknowledge your existence. <laughs> <laughs> we will share air, but not our thoughts. <laughs> Until it's time. Until, it's very weird looking at you in the face I right know. now. <laughs> so I want to just look at my computer. <laughs> I want to look at myself. Listen, yeah. when we're zooming, I'm That's not true. looking at you. Should I get a couple mirrors? <laughs> that ikea mirror down in my car from our trip earlier today let's go get it (laughs) we did we did go to ikea today we did we did it was great i got like a polar bear rug it's wonderful you got a lot of things a lot of stuff you listen that's what i do when i go to ikea i get a lot of stuff (laughs) that's what you're supposed to do i don't drive 20 minutes to canton just for like Mm -mm. some sponges listen when you got a hot lady driving you around in a Mm -hmm. jeep suv Mm -hmm. 
And we're going to Ikea. We're going to Ikea You're going to make sure you're making the most mm, out of it. I need to fill that cart. Exactly. You've got seats that can go all the way uh, down. All the way down. Girl. You I remember that. both my curtain rods this time. <laughs> Last time I went to Ikea, I bought a curtain. I left the rod at the register. After spending 20 minutes, like, trying to not poke people's eye out. <laughs> So today I did yeah. that, but I actually brought them home. With right. Me. I'm real proud. I was the rod buffer. I don't know yes. if you noticed. Yeah, you were a us. great rod wingman. <laughs> <laughs> you were a great rod man. I will wingman you real, your rod any day. You're a real Dennis Rodman. Oh! There we go. This is Mad Women. <laughs> Season 2, Episode 6. I'm Kate. I've seen every episode a few times, but I don't remember anything that happened, except for, like, some stuff. And Ashley. I've never seen any of them. She's never seen any of them. No? It's brand new to me. She's just like a little baby. I had to skip through Comedy Bang Bang yesterday, because good old Donnie Boy was on. John Hamm. Mm -hmm. He was giving away spoilies. And if you're uh, checking your podcatcher for the John Hamm (laughs) episode of Comedy Bang Bang, this was two years ago. Yeah. Which, nothing but respect for old comedy bang bangs. Yeah. So we're talking about maiden form. I just realized. What's that? You probably don't have my predictiones with you. <gasps> You're so yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. No, it was on the table in front of her the entire time. I just could, there's so many things. I couldn't, <laughs> for a while I couldn't see you. I was just like dancing my little notebook and the face of the computer. <laughs> no, I got it. And I brought a pen for next prediction. New prediction. Beautiful. Right. Are we ready? Do, 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 do. Ashley predicted. Ashley predicted that Peggy would take Bobby's words to heart. To be the head bitch in charge, she must lean into her existing power <gasps> because she's been the bitch boss. She <gasps> needs to be the boss bitch. <gasps> So she would treat everyone as an equal. Okay. She would go to Bert Cooper and say, <laughs> what up, Koopy boy? And eat some weird food with him, barefoot. And then she would meet up with the janitor and to mop. She'd be like, give me that mop. Yeah. Because she's still figuring out equality. It's 1962. They, they don't know what equality is yet. Right. Bob Dylan doesn't even know what equality is no. in 1962. No. Uh, Pete would be excited by his viable boys and start telling strangers around New York City, I got semen. And they would say, okay. <laughs> He would really want to prove it, so he'd start having random sex with New Yorkers, and he would father at least nine people. (laughs) I wrote the greater than or equal to nine. Okay. Trudy, meanwhile, is at the library uh, for books on blowing up her ovaries at home. Some DIY ovary blow-up schematics. Yeah. Don and Bobby are done. Mm, Well. We jumped the gun, both of us, a little bit on that one. Okay. Uh, Bobby keeps trying... But Don pushes back and says, you know what? Honestly, Uh, my prediction is I think it's actually on point. All of them have been. This is amazing. All of them. Wow. This is great. So Bobby says, you're just trying. No, Don tells Bobby, you're just trying to feed me salt. (laughs) Because that's how Betty shows her love. And so she would find he would find salt packets in Bobby's purse and say, this is just proof you don't care about me. Mm. And Jimmy would come by and say, thanks for not sleeping with my wife anymore. Mm. Well. Yeah. We haven't heard that from Jimmy. Yet. I mean, who knows? 
I'm sure we'll just never see them again. <laughs> uh, Betty would go around town stealing salt oh, to prevent oh, yes. Don from ever getting any sodium in his diet, and perpetually pregnant Patty helps. Mm. The lingo was specifically, hey, baby. <laughs> but acceptable alternatives were hey baby and hello child okay listen i feel like that was pretty close too those were because duck says hi children or hi kids does he yes well there you go i nailed it you my prediction this was like a perfect prediction peggy claimed her power she She used bobby's advice Mm -hmm. of feminine wild yeah um what was the other one uh pete's sleeping (gasps) around pete is gonna sleep around yeah. What? Pete's super horny. What? And Don and Bobby are going to be donezo. Because Don gets because... grossed out by Bobby. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. And hey, baby. Hey, baby. Duck said hey to his kids. I just realized what hey, baby comes from. Hey, baby. Girls say, girls say, hey, baby, hey. What am I supposed That's... to be singing? Okay, no, that, I mean that. Boys say. <laughs> what is no. that song, though? <laughs> What am I supposed to be saying? <laughs> What's happened? You're doing it right. Okay. Hey, baby, hey, baby, hey is a song. But that's not what I was I, referencing. Oh, I'm sure. But it's, what is that song? <laughs> I think that song is called Hey, Baby. Let's see. Mm. Oh, let's now there's see. also Hey, Hey, Baby. I want to know if you'll be my girl. That was a great pep band stand tune from marching band. When you turned and walked away. Wait a minute. Hey, baby. That- hey, baby. Here's $20. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't think that's the song. This is. Oh, my God. Riveting. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, baby. No doubt. Hey, baby. I need, like, the next line after boys say. Uh, girls say, boys say, hey, baby, hey, baby, hey. All right. Let me and rephrase. Then... I need you to say a line I have not already said. <laughs> I'm the kind of girl that hangs with the guys. Like a, like a fly on the wall with my secret eyes. Taking it in, trying to be feminine, with a makeup bag, watching all the sin. Misfit, I sit, lit up, wicked. Everybody else surrounded by the girls with tank tops and they flirty ways. I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> this... But it's literally just all the boys say, hey baby, hey baby, wow. hey. All the girls say, hey baby, hey baby, the hey. Late... Hey baby, hey baby. The turn of the 21st century hey, baby, was baby. beautiful. Boys say, boys say, hey baby, hey. All right. All the boys get the girls in the back. Oh, I remember that part. Okay, there you go. All right, so, uh, synopsis for season two, episode six, Maiden Form. Don and Duck take a stab at making peace after the American Airlines debacle. Peggy tries to insinuate herself to the execs after hours meetings while working on the Playtex Brazier account, and Duck's family and dog visit the office. They sure do. So, we're going to look at first... Like Pete and Peggy's storyline. Okay. It start and it kind of starts off. This maiden form is the account. The Playtex bra account is kind of the 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 overarching yes. thing that happens. Well, this so, whole show, yeah. the whole episode opens with everybody putting on their undergarments. They sure are with some big 
bold non-diegetic scene. Mm-hmm. We don't get a lot of We're getting more of that than we did yeah. in the beginning, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> your face that is like I, I like that you're like leaving room for the possibility that maybe we weren't just paying attention well now listen <laughs> listen I refuse to believe that that's the case I like that in addition to Ashley predict segments there's also a now listen segments <laughs> that are just sprinkled in mm-hmm. oh wait a minute I have an oopsie daisy. Oh, please share it with us. Okay, now, listen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all ears, baby. Uh, (laughs) Hey, baby. Hey, baby. I realized I made a grave mistake last week in not awarding a strumpet trumpet. To Bobby? Nay, nay. To... Who, who swooped in and saved the saved Don's and Bobby's asses oh, and Peggy. took over? Yes. Took over everything. But was that being a strumpet or was that just being subservient? Mm, no, because she was still giving Don the business. She was like, he wanted to go somewhere and she said, no, you need a rental car. I'm going to take you to the okay. All right. And Bobby says, I don't have any clothes. And she says, okay. I'll get the dry cleaning. So, and she's doing all these. She yeah. is stepping up. All right. She's like handling shit, and that makes her yes. a strumpet. Listen, she's a strumpet trumpet because Don knew he could call her. Okay. She's not a doormat because Don knew he could call her? Well, you know what? In the end. At the end. At the without end. Without question. Absolutely. She's a strumpet trumpet. Yeah. 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 All right. I just was listening back, and mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, my stars and garters, <laughs> as they so often say yeah. uh, subliminally yes. in this show. There's in a fact. lot of subliminal, oh, my stars and garters. Mm-hmm. A Peggy needs a strumpet trumpet. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I I was listening back to it and thinking that possibly Bobby, but I respect your decision. No, Bobby didn't do shit, but get her ass in a car accident. All right. Well. That was last That was episode. last week's Oopsie Daisy. <laughs> this week, the non-diegetic music was the Decemberists. Okay. Are we familiar with that song? I've heard it before, but I, I would never have been able to like oh. name it. Oh, yeah. I love the Decemberists. It was the Infanta that is the opening track from their album that is probably called picturesque, but it's spelled in a way that I'm afraid of mispronouncing it. (laughs) And it is about, like, a... The Infanta is, like, a baby queen. Oh. Like, the infant. Okay. And it's all about all of this, like, hullabaloo, a parade kind of thing. Okay. Um... For the Infanta. We we all go praise the Infanta. Okay. So when a queen baby is born... She is known as an infanta, is that what you're saying? I cannot answer that okay. question. Okay. But it's, you know, female royalty mm-hmm. that is praised and done up and awarded a lot of gifts and stuff. Okay. But it's still just a little baby. Mm. Has no control. Just a little bitch ass baby. Just a little bitch ass girl. Fuck that little Can't baby. do anything. Mm. Everybody's after them. I hate her. I hate that fuck. All right. Fuck that baby. So we've. <laughs> 
discussed the opening noise of this, and as my intrepid co-host has pointed out, we see Betty putting on a bra, and they're all like like looking in the mirror, yes. looking at herself. And these are all very timely bras. Indeed. Fuck midges. Yes. Early, not 19... <laughs> I'm, I will never get over it. Never. We've lost everything in the very beginning. I am so yes. fine-tuned to undergarments mm. now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joan is pulling her slip-on over her bra. Did you notice the color? Tell me what it was. Royal blue. Mm. That woman is always yeah. rocking the royal blue. And that will come back. Indeed. That royal right. blue. Good to know. Mm. Peggy is pulling up pantyhose. Mm-hmm. Now, did you notice, Did you? does that inspire any period information? Women in the 60s wore pantyhose. But hose themselves were an innovation over stockings that had to be held up with a garter. Oh. And so the fact that Peggy is wearing actual full-on pantyhose, mm. whereas to 2021 women, that seems very old school. Mm-hmm. It was actually that was more modern. More, yes. Wow. So, all right, women are putting on underwear. Okay. Then we get to, in Sterling Cooper, there's just a room full of men plus Peggy, and we learn that their client is Playtex, and they're... Com- Playtex's competitor is Maiden Form, and we see Maiden Form's got like this big showy ad mm-hmm. of I stopped in my in my tracks, and it's just a chick in a bra in front of a train. Mm-hmm. And they're a little jealous. Playtex is a little jealous of this like flashy ad. And Roger's like, well, they both both the bras work just fine in my experience. Mm-hmm. Ken just goes directly. And it made me think of um when Peggy was first pitching her relaxicizer or rejuvenate, whatever. Mm -hmm. Ken was the one who asked her, what did it do? Mm. And I know this because I watched that clip 6,000 times trying to find a good clip for our Instagram. (laughs) Um, And so Ken is now the one who asks Peggy why she wears Playtex. Do you wear Playtex? And if so, why? Yes. Mm -hmm. And Peggy is like, yeah, it's better for the price and more comfortable yeah, she says it fits well. well she says just like the 95 women we surveyed mm-hmm. i agree that it fits well yes now here's the question i have though is playtex already an account of theirs yes okay that's what i was confused about yes they're okay. not trying they're not trying to win yeah. them they're literally it's just that like they have a campaign it talks about how well they fit mm-hmm. they have good prices and playtex is just like hey look at our competitor they got a cool ad mm-hmm. and so it's really just, and Duck is like trying to convince, they they kind of have to convince Don, essentially, to make a brand new ad that's Maiden Form-esque, but for Playtex. And they know from the beginning that it's just to show them, like, what they can do. Right, right, right. Yeah. So Ken says, both types of bras open easily. <laughs> and Duck suggests, I went to sleep in my bra and I thought I was so-and-so. And everyone looks at him like he's an idiot and just kind of rejects his little, his attempts at creativity are rejected, which is something we see later. So later we then see Pete and Peggy and Sal are in Pete's office discussing some modeling that they, it looks like they had used Clearasil on Mm -hmm. some people and taken pictures of them. Before and afters. Yeah. Yeah. But all like. They like, no look, one smiles? Right. They're all, they all look so miserable. Why couldn't the photographer just be like, hey, smile in this photo? Right. 
I don't know. That I don't understand. And they don't look as fun as the kids on American Bandstand. But the kids on American Bandstand are drunk. Is that According true? to Sal. That's what Sal says. I know. But then Peggy's oh, Peggy like, says, is, is that, that true? true? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sal's just throwing out, starting shit, stirring the pot about American Bandstand kids. And then Peggy comes up with a really nice idea about like this narrative storyline of Mr. and Mrs. Freshface and two kids who used to have a problem. Yeah. And Pete has an idea that they could ju- they could just say at the end. Thanks, Clearasil. Thanks, Clearasil. She specifically says she wants it to be a TV ad. She doesn't mm. want it to be print. Yes. She thinks this would this would translate well to TV, mm-hmm. and it'll be a whole yeah. run of them getting ready for the prom or something, mm-hmm. and they don't have to worry about their face because it's all cleared up now. Yeah. Pete it's all cleared says, up. Thanks, Clearasil. And Sal is like, what do you want it to be a TV ad for? And I realize now Sal... Mm, he does the art yeah he doesn't want to be out of his job right uh and so peggy actually shoots down pete's idea for things clear still twice Mm -hmm. like in a nice way but definitely shoots it down and then she says run it by your father-in-law Mm-hmm. because that's he works for clear still is that what it is yeah his pete's father-in-law is yeah trudy's dad is like an exec at clear still which is the only reason why they got the account the account that's right so the next time we see these folks we we actually just see pete at his home with his wife and his brother and sister-in-law. And so this is what, Memorial it's Day It's Memorial weekend? Day. Yeah. It's another... Memorial Day. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. It's another holiday. As we know, Mad Men loves to love have holidays. holidays. It's so strange mm-hmm. that their Memorial Day mm-hmm. is on March 20th. It's so weird. It's so... March 20th, 1961. Yeah. Memorial Day is famously... The start of summer. Right. And today is the start the of vernal equinox. Right. It's fucking baffling. <laughs> you said that so salty. The vernal equinox. <laughs> Come on. Everyone knows. Pete, it, like, he brings in some barbecue off of the patio. His brother doesn't like the booze that he's provided. Jim Beam. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it sounds like it was a client gave it to them. Mm-hmm. And then later when, like, he's, like, cutting up the ribs, he's like, let's see what so-and-so provided for us. Oh, yeah. And I don't know, was that a butcher or was that another client? Like, he... My guess is it's a, another client, but I, I mean, it's such a throwaway thing. I'm not sure. Yeah, but it was, like, just that specific name. Yeah, I didn't catch the name. And it just sounds like Pete's kind of saying that all of the things at the table are from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He doesn't really take possession of them. Mm-hmm. But they talk about their summer plans. Where are you summering? Pete and Bud laugh about how their mom doesn't care about Pete. Yes. <laughs> but Pete will be limited in his summering because he'll be working. He'll be working. He's very important to the agency. Indeed. His absence will be felt. <laughs> As like if. So. Right? People are like, thank goodness that little twerp is gone. <laughs> then... The next, I, I guess it's, you know, the day after the holiday, Pete walks into, we know it's Peggy's office because there's someone using the copier there. I love it. The Xerox machine. <laughs> I was like, the Xerox machine yeah. is making him sterile. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, he ran Thanks Clearasil by his father-in-law and got the okay. He loved it. Yes. And uh, then spoils the movie Liberty Valance for Peggy. <laughs> Which, I only know the song that I feel like played on Oldies Radio. The Man I don't Who know Shot. the song. 
Like the man who shot Liberty Valance, he shot Liberty Valance, he was the bravest of them all. <laughs> and apparently the man who shot Liberty Valance was John Wayne. Okay. That's what he spoiled for him. Okay. She said you saved me 50 cents. Could you <laughs> imagine going to the theater? The mm. theater? The theater. Did you ever used to go to a... Was there a dollar show in your town growing up? There was. A second-run theater? Yes. Girl. I love it. I miss... It's still there. Is it? It's like a dollar and a quarter now. Yeah. So there was one in my town growing up. And then when we first moved out here to Ann Arbor, there was one in the mall. Mmm. Fun. It was amazing. Yeah. But holy crap, as a middle schooler, mm-hmm. having a movie theater you could go to for a dollar... Yeah, it's good stuff. That's how we make our millions. Let's open a second-run theater. Okay. Ann Arbor needs another one. Yes. It needs to revive it. Because Ann Arbor has, like, a couple multiplexes, Mm -hmm. and then two fancy pants art art house theaters. Mm -hmm. We need one for... For the little guy. The little guy. The poor person. Listen, in a pan... And at the close of a pandemic... Yeah. When everybody is economically distressed... Mm -hmm. Yeah. They can't... And they want to get back to the movies. Yeah. Right? They're going to be vaccinated. Mm -hmm. They're going to be masked. It's going to be okay. Yeah. But they ain't got $20 to spend on a ticket. No. And like, we roll. We could even make it a two dollar show. Yeah, it's Ann Arbor. People wouldn't bat an eye at a two dollar movie ticket. Yes. And like it used to be, you could say like, well, Netflix will have it in a few months. But now, Netflix might have it, but Disney Plus might have Disney it. Disney Plus, HBO Paramount might Plus. have it. Yeah. Listen, all these little fractures. Uh huh. And people have been watching Netflix for a yeah, year. People They're gonna want it. to get out into. The people the are going to want to watch Nomadland on the big screen. Mm-hmm. We need to cut this out before people steal our idea. <laughs> All right, guys. I think this every time we have brilliant ideas. I'm mailing this audio clip to myself. <laughs> so, listeners, keep your fucking paws off of the Ann Arbor <laughs> second, dollar, run, movie second scene. run movie theater. That's ours. So, <laughs> Pete tells Peggy. <laughs> I know that you don't, like, he addresses the fact, I know you don't like the line. Yeah. And Peggy says, it's all about keeping your father-in-law happy. You do your job, and I'll do mine. And she's really, like, Pete is very chipper. He's very chipper throughout this whole episode until the very end. Yeah. It's like, I didn't know my boys were working. Exactly! (laughs) Exactly! My predictions Mm -hmm. were so spot on. Mm -hmm. He's feeling so happy to have good swimmers. Oh, yeah. But he just can't stop smiling. He can't stop smiling. But Peggy's not that interested. So later, there is a meeting about Playtex, and Paul Kinsey is there. He wasn't even part on mm-hmm. the team. What does he do? I don't know what his... What's his deal? What do you do on Paul Kinsey? I think he's creative. All right. I mean, he certainly thinks himself to be creative. Right. I mean, he's always in this group. Yeah. Doing something. Yeah. I think Paul's creative. Ken is accounts. Harry's accounts. Sal is art. Mm Mm-hmm. And what's his name as head of TV? Harry. Harry is also head of TV. Yeah. There's got to be more creative, but I can't think of who they are. I wonder if the mic's picking up my cat eating cat food. (laughs) So Paul has an idea. They were in the bar that night, and... They had the night before. They'd realized that every woman's fantasy would be either Jackie Kennedy or Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. There's two kinds of women, and then he, they just open the office door and point to the different secretaries, and say like Marilyn, Joan, Jackie, Jackie, Jackie yeah. Marilyn, Jackie, Marilyn. And then when they see Joan, he says Marilyn, but then he says Marilyn's really a Joan, not uh-huh. the other way around. I love that uh-huh. so much. Uh-huh. And Freddie says, apparently, I've already signed off on it. 
Which is another thing pointing to the fact that Freddie was super drunk. Yes. And signed off on it. Yes. Maybe Freddie's creative, too. And then Peggy says maybe men see them that way. And Paul tells her, bras are for men. Bras are for men. Yeah. Yeah. You're either a line or a curve. Mm. Which I like. I like that line. That is a nice line. Mm-hmm. And then they, uh, Peggy's like, well, which am I? Which am I? Am I a Jackie or a Marilyn? Uh-huh. And Ken says, Gertrude Stein. <laughs> and then Don says, Irene Dunn. <coughs> And Freddie says, oh, I love Irene Dunn. And I looked her up. I was going to say, who is Irene Dunn? She was a movie star from, like, the... She was really big in the 30s and 40s. Okay. And so that tells us that Don and Freddie are a little older. Mm-hmm. Jackie and Marilyn are current right. beauties, but in their formative years. Right. They were... Uh, Don and Freddie were looking at Irene Dunn. All so, right. So Duck comes in. I don't know what Duck is there for, but... He yells at his dog. We'll we'll talk about the dog later, but I just want to point out he's like kind of getting frustrated with the dog. Yes. And then when they all leave the meeting, Peggy stops Freddie because Freddie is still like her main contact, mm-hmm. and she's upset that she wasn't invited to the bar. Right. And then Freddie's like, "Well, you know, don't worry about it. The work's done. Go write me some titillating copy." I said Peggy wants to be in the room where it happens. Gonna be in the room where it happens, the room where it happens. That's true. That's true. She does. That's what she wants. I got, I got to be. I got to be. That's what Peggy said. I know. That's she, what she said to Fred just yeah. then. Yeah. She's like, she did a little dance. Freddie, she was moving about. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. And then what does Freddie do? He smacks her ass. He does. Oy. He hits her with his Ugh. thing. We thought you were better than that, Freddie. No, we didn't. He was playing a zipper episode Yeah, before. but he's still nice. But yeah, he's a bit of a... He's 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 much more... He's less father-like. Yes. And more of a lecher. Yes. In this uh, yes. thing. Peggy, guess what? Her troubles are not over. No, poor Peggy. She walks into this hall and it's filled with models. And Ken and a lot of guys... All the guys. ...are in a casting office... To cast Marilyn slash Jackie. Jackie. Mm-hmm. And Peggy's like, I have an eye for this. Right. And it's like she could have gone in, but clearly Ken does not want her there. And so she kind of... I was curious why she didn't go in. There was, like, mm-hmm. no one would have actually stopped her. Yeah. And if her whole point is like, hey, I'm on this account, yeah. and I'm writing copy for it, mm-hmm. and whatever... Yeah. Um... The boss bitch that she was starting to be yeah. last episode would have just mm-hmm. pushed her way in there. She yeah. would have pushed him. She would have pushed him. <laughs> Push him. Hey. I am gay. gay. I, I have, have AIDS. AIDS. I am I'm homeless. homeless. I'm, I'm new, new in town. town. <laughs> That's what Peggy should have done. How many times can we get that little bit in our <laughs> episodes? Well... I mean, how many seasons are left? How many times are people going to push people? Anytime somebody pushes <laughs> someone, we have yes, to say that line. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm shaking your hand in person that we will do that. <laughs> That's the new in town section. <laughs> we should just clip out his audio and play it. I'd be happy All right. to be a part of that. That'll be our sting. Indeed. John Mulaney, we love you. So I would think that... I mean, this whole episode, she is, last time, Bobby 
brought out her boss bitch by telling her to treat Don as an equal. Mm-hmm. This is not exactly treating people as equals as much as just taking up space. And, or, and just, like, feeling like if she's not specifically invited somewhere, that she shouldn't be there. Mm. You think that's her, that's her train of thought in this scene? I mean, it, it feels a little bit like if they don't want me there, then I'm not going to be there. Yeah. Or, like, this isn't where I'm supposed, this isn't, like, an official business, and so I shouldn't be there. Because so much of the business happens over drinks and, you know, yeah. just, like, messing around. And she still feels like... She's following the rules. The rules are, I go to work, I go to meetings that are on my schedule, right. and then I go home. Right. But this is that little, right. like, networking mm-hmm. and whatever that she's I wondered, out. too, if, because when Pete comes to visit her in her office mm-hmm. earlier, she says, you know, I really do have a lot of work to do. Yeah. And I wonder if she really does. Like, if she, if they're yeah. pushing some of that, mm. like, paperwork... Right. On her. Yeah. And they're doing the funsies. Yeah. She has to go write the copy. They come exactly. up with the ideas like they're fucking Don Draper or right. some shit. Ugh. Can you imagine? <laughs> so she gets another door slammed in her face. Yeah. Um, and then we see a little bit later, we're mixing Pete and Peggy. They overlap, but yeah. they don't always have the same thing. So Pete... Uh, comes into the, out into the bullpen and sees the dog Chauncey, mm-hmm. and is just like talking to him, and is like super <laughs> cute about it. This seems so weird. <laughs> it was. Yeah, he's talking to Duck about Chauncey, mm-hmm. the dog, yeah. which we haven't talked about yet. We haven't. Uh, I labeled this. Remember how you're like, it'll be curious to see how we label these. It, differently. Yes, indeed. I labeled this a duck scene. That's well, we can make it a Pete scene. That's both. It just of feels like Pete does the weirdest shit <laughs> in this scene. <laughs> And so we at least have to say what Pete's up to because Duck lies to him and says that he made his wife give him back to me, but duck dogs are better than wives. And then Pete's like really into the idea of having like a friendly dog in the office, in the office. and says, maybe I'll bring one in too. And Duck's like, oh, what kind of dog do you have? He's like, oh, I was going to get one for the office. <laughs> Duck says, I don't think that's a good what idea. What is Pete's deal? He's... His boys are swimming. Yeah. He is yeah. so happy. And I wonder if part of it is like maybe after the conversation he had with or the argument he had with Trudy, maybe some of the pressure for procreation is off. Mm. And so he's just like, okay, I can just be myself, be a little boy again mm-hmm. like I was pre-marriage. Uh, yeah. But it's a bad idea. He shouldn't do that. Oh, hi, kitty cat. So... Pete continues to exit the office, and that's when he goes to the elevator and he sees this yeah. blonde lady. He sees a Marilyn. A Marilyn. Definitely mm-hmm. a Marilyn. Um, who had been rejected from the Playtex casting calls. Mm-hmm. And he strikes up a conversation in the elevator and says that the guys are calling it the Broditions. The Broditions. <laughs> which yeah. is great. You should be calling it that. that yeah, should be that's a perfect portmanteau. Yeah. That's absolutely what it should Elegant be Elegant portmanteau. Yes. And... The woman is saying that she doesn't understand why she was rejected because they fall in love with a picture, but then they're disappointed when you see them in real life right. when all they want, they all really they need want is a picture. It's a picture. Yeah. You come in and they're disappointed because I can't see how anybody would be disappointed in you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who was this woman? She looked so familiar. Oh, I don't know. Um, but while you're I'm checking that out, 
they like mutually impress each other because she tells him that she had just been modeling in London, mm-hmm. and then he gives her his business card, and she's like, "Oh, a account executive," mm-hmm. and then his eyes just go like, just narrow snake on her, and then the next we see they're walking into her apartment, uh-huh. making out, making out, making the whole way out, and like he's telling her, "When I first saw you, I thought you were foreign." <laughs> Which is such a strange, <laughs> strange thing to say. Such a compliment. Um, and, I mean, like, foreign, it must mean, like, German or something. Mm-hmm. And then the girl opens this old-ass-looking divider in the room, and there's this old woman <laughs> poking out. Right! Very creepy old woman. Yeah. It turns out to be her mother, because Pete's going home with someone who lives with her mother. Mm-hmm. And Pete gets a little bit... Uh, oh, your mom's here? You live with your mom? Yeah, he gets a little weirded out. Yeah. And then she turns off the lights, turns on the TV to a... To make some distracting noise. Yeah. And then they smooch on the couch. Mm-hmm. Well, and... Yes. So they're smooching on the couch uh-huh. as, uh... <laughs> as this, like, war plane... Yeah. ...is flying on the television. And the... Uh, voiceover mm-hmm. during this scene or mm-hmm. during this like uh, airplane yeah. is going on and on and then it says put out my hand and touch the face of God uh-huh. as Pete's hand is going up her skirt. Uh-huh. He's putting out his hand and uh-huh. touching the face of something. <laughs> but I thought that was uh-huh. very clever. The holiest of holies the as holiest. Uh, they said in Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. I actually wrote the same quote down yeah but i didn't notice what pete was doing oh yeah because then we see pete walk into his own apartment and it's dark and it's quiet and he looks at his own face in the mirror Mm -hmm. and he kind of you're not really sure how he's gonna i caught like a little smirk at the end of it oh yeah hella smirk okay yeah it looked like he could have done a don which don does later and get like super perturbed yeah perturbed and self-loathing right um, by the way, this actress is named Kim Sweenan. Mm-hmm. She looked so familiar to me, but I don't actually know that I've seen anything that she's in. Okay. She's been in some uh, episodes of NCIS. Well, hey. And Atlas Shrugged Part 1 from 2011. I did see that, but what, what part did she play? Newscaster 1. Oh, yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> she's best known for this episode of Mad Men. Hey, well, Her face you go. looked so familiar. Are you sure I don't know why. you haven't seen this episode of Mad Men before. You have uh, to be honest. I have not ever. I promise, Catherine. Okay. All right, I believe you. Um, so moving on, we revisit Peggy goes into the break room mm-hmm. where Joan is making tea, mm-hmm. and Joan can even make steeping a tea bag look sexy. Oh, Joan. And she, Peggy's like, make sure the secretaries know I'm on the Playtex account because I'm like, She's missing the not memos. Not getting these memos. Yeah. And she, Peggy asks Joan, why isn't she in these meetings? And she's like, I'm a good drinker. I go. <laughs> and Joan, like, kind of wants to blow her off and is a little bit like, hey, you've hit the big time. I, You're outside of my right. range of knowledge. Right. I've never had your job. I've never wanted it. You're in their country. Learn to speak the language. Learn to speak their language. Yeah. And she says, and you've never listened to a word I said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why are you coming to me for advice now? But then she does give her advice, mm-hmm. which is? 
stop dressing like a little girl. Right. Because there she is. She's wearing this, like, um, pad, uh, checked, mm-hmm. yeah, like plaid yeah. dress with, like, three-quarter sleeves. Mm-hmm. It's very, little Sally would be little in this collars dress. A little collar. Sleeve. Yeah. Collar things. Yeah, it's a... Uh, She's dressing like yeah. Sally, like the girl. Yeah, which is literally what Joan told her episode one, episode day one. one of her job, and what Bobby told her. Yes, yeah. yes. So use she, what mm-hmm. use what the face of God has given you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Peg. It's like Peggy has been changing, but she's definitely been holding on to a lot of stuff, and mm-hmm. it's taking a lot to mm-hmm. get her to really change, which I can relate to. Yeah. It's hard to break out of your comfort zone. It is. Then we see the actual meeting with Playtex, mm-hmm. and Don is presenting, I wrote how they want to be seen by us. It's like, women, mm-hmm. this is how women want to be seen by men. Right. And we see it's a really cool ad. It is a cool ad. It's a black and white, it's two women, but they're the same woman. Mm-hmm. And but you don't one, even know it first. You don't know it first. And on one side, she's wearing black um, bra and panties and has dark hair and then mm-hmm. a, with a white background. Mm-hmm. On the other side, she's on a black background with mm-hmm. blonde hair, a Marilyn wig. Indeed. And white undergarments. Yes. Same fit, two mm-hmm. different moments. Yeah. I thought that I wrote down the tagline, but guess what? Harlequin, in fit and form, the very best. Something like that. It was like something about both sides of the same woman, though, wasn't it? Nothing fits both sides of a woman better than Playtex. That's there we was. go. Yeah. Uh, so, cool lad. They kind of nailed it. It mm-hmm. looks great. But then the Playtex execs are like, you know, sales have been so good when we talk about how good our preserves fit. Mm-hmm. Let maiden form have women's imaginations. We'll take their we'll money. We'll take their money. <laughs> uh, the, my book, Mad Men Carousel by Matt Zoller Seitz, says that, or points out that this is, you know, sp- summer 1962, Within a year, Marilyn's dead. True. And within a couple years, Jackie is wearing black because she's mourning her husband right. <laughs> who died. Right. So probably a would not have had a lot of longevity with this particular mm, ad. No. So Paul laments this waste of inspiration. Yes. And then by this point, Don is like, you know what? It bought us a couple years security, even though Duck is the one who's like, maybe he's the one who said it was a waste of inspiration. I don't know. No, it was what's his name. The one who was inspired. The one who was inspired. All right. Yeah. I should have never doubted myself. <laughs> but then they're going to go out for drinks. Yeah. The Playtex guys are so appreciative. Yeah. They're like, oh, you guys, you worked so hard. Yes. That was so great. Let us take mm. you out wherever you mm-hmm. want to go. Would it feel too much like work if we went to the Tom Tom Club? The Tom Tom Club. Which, by the way, Burlesque. is not a real place. It's not? But Tom Tom Club is the name of the band that Tina Weymouth and Chris France from Talking oh, Heads made. Yeah. And so I think I've always heard Tom Tom Club and just assumed it was like CBGBs and, you know. Right. This ain't the mud. Now I'm just trying to think of the Talking Heads song, Life <laughs> After Wartime. Um, yeah, but apparently okay. it's not a real place. No. But it feels like a real place. And later we see this Tom Tom Club, mm-hmm. where the stripper takes off her bra, she as sure opposed does. to all the people putting it on. She sure does. And Peggy rolls in, 
in this beautiful dress. What color was it? It is blue. Royal blue. Blue as hell. Mm-hmm. It is the exact same color that Joan keeps wearing. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Same color that she wore when she was getting dressed in the morning. The you very top of the app. She nailed it. Same color blue that Joan was wearing when we saw her big old ass leaving <laughs> Sterling's office last episode. It's the same color blue that Abby bought to go to a party on Broad City exactly. in the episode that we watched. Of, of many episodes. That it we is watched. a powerful color. It is a powerful color. It's a beautiful color. You're wearing the color right now. Holy crap. Your water bottle is that color as well. That is royal ass blue. Why These are you... two very different, different shades, shades of blue. Now listen, your shirt is more navy. Yeah. Your water bottle is royal blue. The, the shade right. of Joan and Peggy's dresses. Okay. You're backtracking now. <laughs> you got real excited. It's <laughs> trying to make you feel good. I feel All great. Right? I feel like a Marilyn. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Would you be a Marilyn or a Jackie? You know, I was wondering that between the two of us. I think you're a Jackie and I'm a Marilyn. Okay. Because I'm a business person. Yes. And your boobs are bigger yeah. than mine. <laughs> Like, I had to say it. <laughs> so, Peggy is wearing a beautiful royal blue dress. Um, even though she's not acting like a little girl, she still gets put on the lap of mm. the Playtex client. She's playing it up real yeah, big. She's yeah. got a big old smile. She's acting mm-hmm. all bubbly. She's like, oh, I just, I just had to stop <laughs> oh my. By. God, oh, yes. my stars and goddess. Oh, what do I want for Christmas, daddy? <laughs> yeah, it's really gross because they treat her like she's here to give them a lap dance. Right. I love that the camera pans over and you see Sal awkwardly clapping. <laughs> like one of the dancers takes her bra off and uh-huh. there's Casey's underneath and he's like, yay. Oh, my goodness. Lovely. <laughs> Go, girl. <laughs> yes, queen. Work it. Yes, queen. He goes, hey, baby. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Pete is not quite so happy about this. He's scowling. Scowling He's at straight her. up scowling yeah. at her. Because this is the chick that wouldn't give him the time of day earlier. Well, now listen, she shouldn't. No, she shouldn't. Yeah. But now she has compromised herself. And Peggy, when she sees Pete, She's not so sure oh, yeah. she, about it herself. She clouds up a little yeah. bit. She feels bad about mm-hmm. it. And that's where we leave them. Because it really is Pete and Peggy. Pete, you know, has started cheating on Trudy in mm-hmm. earnest again. And Peggy is cheating on Pete. I don't know. They have a connection. If, I know. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. But it's real. But is it, though, because she, when he was in her office, mm-hmm. she was so just dismissive of him. Like, she even said, yeah. okay, I gotta work. Bye-bye. Yeah. Well, she's... Bye. I mean, I think because she knows that Pete is a fuckboy, and, like... He's absolutely a fuckboy. Yeah. That it's not that she wants or doesn't want Pete. It's that Pete kind of knows her, I think. Mm. And mm. she... She's not going to be the girl that takes him home no. anymore. No. But he's, she's still compromising herself in this way. I don't know. They're complicated, they're actually. They're complicated. They're real complicated. <sighs> and they're keeping each other honest at some level. She did not earn a strumpet trumpet this app. No. I'm just going to let you know. 
No, it's it's hard. And it I mean it's that thing we talked about, like there's not a right way for her to do it. Like Joan tells her to speak their language, but this isn't exactly It doesn't feel true to her. It doesn't feel true to she her. She needs to find a way to be true to herself mm-hmm. but still put herself in the room where it happens. Yeah. She and, gonna get there. That my prediction. Yeah. yeah. My long mm-hmm. game prediction. She gonna she gonna yeah. get there. And I mean, what did Bobby Bobby does speak their language and she had a super low neckline mm-hmm. to like she does negotiate with her feminine wiles mm-hmm. and so that is what Bobby told her to do. And but that's true to Bobby. That's true to yeah. Bobby and her character. Yeah, and her values. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby's a Marilyn. Peggy's yeah. a Jackie. Yeah, yeah. I, Peggy is still figuring herself out. Yeah. Peggy is just but. For her to get to where she wants to be, she has to be in that room. Mm-hmm. She's figured out how to get in the room. Yeah. And how to get people to pay attention to what she says. Yeah. And, you know, it ain't pretty, but she's she's doing it. She's doing it. Uh, <laughs> well, that's Pete and Peggy. All right. What do we think? Duck? Is duck. it duck time? Yeah. Oh, duck. Oh, goodness, duck. So we finally get to really see duck be ducking. So We've, yeah, I mean, we finally see more of him than mm-hmm. just his interactions with Don, yeah. or Sterling, or whoever. Yeah. We see him as a person and not just this. Yeah, and we learn man. what's behind, you know, like what's driving him mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. So uh, the the one who had been fired by Cooper, the secretary with the gum, <laughs> tells Duck that his ex wife is there with their two kids, and. The dog Chauncey. Chauncey. The kids are named so cute. Mark and Patricia. Yeah. What kind of dog is that? An Irish setter. It is an Irish setter. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and Duck seems like really into this dog. Oh yeah. Like this is. He's very excited his to dog. see Chauncey. There, I think the the wife is is going to um, visit their mother or, or she her he, mother. He, he asks how your mother is doing. And yeah. She says she's erratic. And he says. Something about the guy at Brigham. I'm, mm. I I wanted to see uh, if Brigham was, and I'm not even sure that's what he said. Yeah. He mentioned some kind of facility, and I was wondering mm. if it was like a mental institution. Mm. Right. Or something like that. That would be my guess if mother yeah. is erratic. Right. Like yeah. that's as close to a diagnosis right. as people got in 1962. And she mentions, he, he he's frustrated that, she brought the kids by so early, and he says, she says, you're not so good in the afternoons. And he says, that's not true anymore. Yeah. So now we know, oh, he's an alcoholic. Right. <laughs> and he's, clearly his wife had a problem with it, and he is dealing with it. Yes. And he's got tickets for A Funny Thing Happened, which is what the Cats couple was going to see yes. in the last episode. Well, before they talk about that, uh-huh. he mentions that they ask if, or she asks if he got a suite this time. Oh, yeah. Meaning that he he and the kids are going to stay in a hotel. Yeah. And he says, oh, yeah, I've got a, a great room. It's got two rooms or something. Uh-huh. I've even got a rollaway bed for Chauncey. It sounded like he is currently living in a hotel. Mm-hmm. And they just he just was able to book the okay. adjoining room. Right, right. Which is even more sad. But, yeah, yeah. definitely. He's got real divorced dad energy yeah he does because he's a divorced dad he is uh we learned that freddie has a cat which <laughs> <Right>. pleased me <laughs> and then freddie tries to take him aside to ask to tell him something and what he has to tell him is we need we're gonna need another box of braziers 
in front of the kids. Yeah. He's like, hey, can I play aside? He's like, what do you want, Freddy? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so the next we see mainly Duck. He might have been in there somewhere else. But um, he is in their office. And this is Memorial Day. Right. Everyone's talking about how hot it is all the time. Right. And he's giving his kids hot chocolate. Right. And the, Mark is like, his son, I don't want this. Yes. He says, it's good to, It's good when it's hot to drink something hot. Yeah. Like, have you ever heard that? No. That my, doesn't make no kind of sense. My great aunt Margaret, who grew up on a farm in South Alabama, so she knows. She knows. She them. has a level of wisdom that we will never possess. Have. Yeah. And I remember her saying that when you were really cold, you should drink something cold. It's like something about shocking. Like if you're freezing to death and then you that's true if you're freezing to death don't drink like a boiling hot something yeah or uh, don't get into super hot water also right. true if you're overheated don't get into an ice bath you yeah. gotta do it slowly yeah. yeah so it's like this is an extreme versions of that right. bit of wisdom maybe right but also who the fuck drinks hot chocolate in may <laughs> well it's march 20th all right well i'm still not drinking <laughs> i drink pinot noir <laughs> Baby, like Titus Andromedon. Mm. Have you seen from Unbreakable Kimmy Unbreakable. Schmidt? Yes. Uh, I saw, I think, almost all of the first season, and that is it. All right. Maybe not even all of them. I mean, that's season. as good as it gets. But oh, okay. Titus. <laughs> Titus is amazing. And he does an entire music video, an ode to black know. penis, <laughs> called Pito Noir. Oh, my God. That's the one that's like. I uh, don't remember this. Uh, have something car caviar find out who your real friends are pinot noir yeah you would remember pinot noir all right well we're looking this up all right we will it's wonderful so over some piping hot chocolate (laughs) the kids slip the news to their dad that their mom is engaged to franklin reeve Mm -hmm. and duck is not happy about this Mm -mm. And they tell him that mom's going to stick you with Chauncey. Mm. And that's why the dog is in the picture. Because he's allergic. The new man's allergic. Right. Mm-hmm. And Doc, Duck gets, like, mad. It's it's this weird thing. He's, like, he clearly likes the dog. Right. But he wanted the kids to have consistency. Right. And so that's his excuse for leaving him with the dog. But that does not, that doesn't sound like a good excuse. Right. I don't know how you feel about kids having consistency with well, a dog. Well, so here's what I'll say. My yeah. ex and I do share the dog. Uh-huh. Um, and we could have made it to where when we switch the girls, we switch the dog so that mm-hmm. you're only responsible for one living thing at a time. Yeah. Um, but then we also were like, it would be nice to never be responsible for a living thing sometimes. Yes. And so we decided to do every two weeks mm-hmm. on and off, partly so that the girls could still have time with their dog. Yeah. Because we didn't want it. Yeah. Not so much consistency well i mean i guess Mm -hmm. consistency but also like everything else is changing Mm -hmm. let them have their family pet yeah and i respect that yeah i I just like i don't buy no i don't buy what he's saying at all and i think i'm wondering now if and i mean like clearly the dog is just is a reminder of this failed family and and I, it seems more like he doesn't want the dog more than he wanted the kids to have the dog, yeah. for sure. Um, as we will see. <laughs> Alright, so moving on. The next duck. It's when go? Draper Boy comes in. 
Yes. Good old Donnie D. Well, before he opens the door or knocks or whatever, Duck and Chauncey are both sitting in his office. Mm -hmm. And they're like very far apart from each other, sitting perfectly still, just both looking off in the same direction. Did you notice that? I did not notice that. Yeah. You barely see Chauncey. He looks like he's in the shadows and he could almost just be like a little statue. Okay. But the dog is just also looking off. Interesting. And yeah, it, it is. Uh, Don had been instructed by Roger earlier to have a lunch and put the American Airlines Mm -hmm. feud to bed. Mm -hmm. But Duck's, Don's like, I'm not planning to come back after lunch because I got a bone, I'm going to bone I'm going to the bone zone. Yeah. Uh... And so he wants to just have the conversation there. Right. Just get it over mm-hmm. with. And he points out, like, there's just duck, like, actual duck decorations around the office. Right. That people have just given. Right. Poor duck. Right. Which, as someone who told my great aunt Margaret that I like tea sets when I was five years old, and now I have an attic full of tea sets at my mom's house. Yeah. That happens. Dottie... My daughter, Dorothy, who loves flamingos, mm-hmm. she's never going to stop getting flamingos. <laughs> Anytime I see a flamingo. Yeah. I have flamingo salt and pepper shakers. <laughs> they were for her, quote unquote. You almost bought her a crib sheet today. Yeah. I thought, now listen. <laughs> All right, now listen. <laughs> I didn't realize it was a crib sheet. And mm-hmm. once I realized, I left it at Ikea. That's true. But you, but you made efforts to buy flamingo stuff today yes today yeah uh, we've had a real she, adventure today guys I know, we really have <laughs> we got food uh-huh we went to ikea yeah we went to my house so i could take medicine and we ate the food we ate the food we came here we watched Mad Men together yeah in silence we, in silence and then we watched broad city laughing very yes. loudly we laughed a lot more broad city than Mad Men. yeah that's true yeah that's sorry true. guys um we'll What's the what's the broad city version of our podcast? I was literally just thinking that. <laughs> uh, bro city. We're not bros. I know. It's gotta be broad, talky. <laughs> pod Pod City. All right. Well, tune in. That's in a several years. Real good with name. Pod City. Yes. For the Broad City Podcast. Pod City. If we spelled it P O A D, would anyone be able to spell that it? That would be Pod City. But it's not even a word. But nobody's going to call it pod if it's spelled like that. I agree. But broad is spelled O-A-D and people. Well, because, listen. I'm just pointing out the hypocrisy in the American language. Yes. (laughs) That is what I am referring to. Ashley's a teacher. You guys. I'm an English teacher. She teaches people. (laughs) She teaches your children. So. I don't even know. It doesn't matter. All right, so Duck... Duck has a lot of duck things. He's got a lot of duck things and a very clean desk. Yes. No computers on it. And and he's, like, talking to Don about how he's still kind of figuring out how to fit in. And Don's like, it's been it's 18 been months. 18 months. It's been a year and a half, bro. We can't be that unusual. <laughs> We're just a fucking office. We're a fucking office. Yeah. Yeah, that was very strange. And Don tells him, like, this is the problem. You've been pitching more to me than you have to clients. Right. So, like... I have these great ideas, and all you do is try to make me change them to what the clients right. want. And Duck gives this, like, extended military analogy. It was very strange. I couldn't follow it. I could it. not follow it at all. Thank you. I was like, yeah. what am I missing here? He's talking about it's 
squad, he missed duty in the Marines and a yeah. squad leader covered, but then the other Marines were mad, question mark? Right. Like, I don't know. And then he, like, maybe he came clean or maybe yeah. he didn't. I don't know. And Don doesn't even understand. Because right. then he, he's like, who am I in this story? <laughs> right. And then he, like, makes jokes about, what, am I in your unit now? I'm sorry, sorry. Like, he makes military right. jokes. Right, Um, And, but then the two of them agree. They'll just move forward. And Duck yeah. tells him, like, I'm the one who looks bad right. in all of this. He's like, you have and I told you so. Yes. Yeah. Which, that's all anybody really wants. Right. God, what I wouldn't give for an I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> just at any point in my day. Yeah. With anyone. With, with someone who is, like, ashamed. Yeah. You can say I told you so to people all day long, yeah. and they'll just blow you off, but... I want it to stick. If, I want it to yeah. break them. Yes. I want to see in their face yeah. the emotional turmoil yeah. that has been caused by yeah. my having told them so. Right. <laughs> and how, like, they're just full of regret and remorse for not having listened to you before. Why won't you fuckers listen to me? It's I am so wise. Girl, I do not know. Girl, I'm telling you. Girl. <laughs> girl. Girl. <laughs> so then we see Don in his, uh, the reason that he wasn't coming back after lunch. Wait a minute. We're, oh, we're shit. We're following Duck. Wow. Lady Bird. God bless all of us. So. I'm going to write that. This name. is when Pete meets Chauncey, because I have this listed as a duck scene. Great. So Pete meets Chauncey. Yeah. Uh, and then going forward, mm-hmm. it's Chauncey and Duck. Yes. And they walk into somebody's office. Whose office was that? Some art I, guy? It was some, I wrote rando. Yeah, some rando. Yeah. Who, it looked like he probably thought they were gone by then. Mm, like, mm-hmm. he's just going into an office uh-huh. that's not his. And he somehow gets him to fuck off somewhere. Yeah. And he's, like, so high up in the organization that right. they're like, yes, sir. Right. <laughs> I'll be right back. Right. And then he opens, he, you know, like, immediately looks at the liquor, mm-hmm. opens a bottle, sniffs it, and then looks at Chauncey. Who is panting. <laughs> yeah. Just pant. Oh, that made Ferris upset. <laughs> he's glaring what at me. What a face. He was asleep. Mm-hmm. Ferris, don't you be angry. I'm not okay. actually a dog. All right. <laughs> we'll put Ferris on the on the ground for you. So, yeah. And then and then what happens, Ashley? Well, he, he looks at the dog and yeah. he puts the liquor back. He says, not today. This dog is inspiring me <laughs> to change my ways. And I'm like, oh, he loves Chauncey. Chauncey's yeah. making him be a better man. Mm-hmm. And he puts Chauncey's leash on. Yeah. And he's walking yeah. towards the door. And I noticed that he was holding the leash pretty, like, tight and yeah. kind of, like, aggressively yeah he's he's like, like leading the dog he's like yes. we are going now yes and i thought it was like we're going home chauncey okay we're going home to the hotel yeah i almost drank that booze yeah but your dumbass tongue uh-huh made me not yeah but then he opens the door yeah and he just takes the leash off and he closes the yeah. door and he walks away and leaves chauncey outside <laughs> yeah he does and chauncey barks and he just looks at him it's so sad. And then eventually Chauncey fucks off somewhere. Yeah. Poor Chauncey. Yeah. That made me so sad. It was, it's one of the saddest things that happens in this whole show. Okay. Like, just because. I'm glad. I I'm, mean. Well, there might be more, but. Just because, like, you know. Chauncey was so innocent. Chauncey was innocent. And he's innocent. such a good boy. He done, did nothing wrong. Nothing. Pete would have loved Chauncey. Yeah. yeah. And, like. There's other ways to get rid of dogs than just leaving them outside mm. in mm. Manhattan. Yeah. 
know. I only hope that he's a real fancy dog and they're in a real fancy place. Oh, that somebody, yeah. Somebody. But, but also... He's got his collar on still and tags. But what... What is the ultimate, like... The, the New York City dog catcher yeah. is, like, such a... Not a stereotype, but, like, an archetype. Yeah. That was when I was filming you. You were filming me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. And I was like, all right, I'm actually here with Ashley. This is my red wedding. I need to know how she reacts. And it was just a lot I of really sweet, so like, sad. oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Gotcha. You're a fucking creep. Smile, bitch. Behind the camera. Now I know. Never fucking watch this show while we're together. I mean, it's not like. I mean, it's not like it was. Like you were like naked or anything. <laughs> yeah, it definitely wasn't wearing a bra though. That's just, okay. That's okay. I'm I, fine with it. I'm uh, a Maryland. I'm fine without a bra. The only thing, like your laptop, was in front of your face mostly. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yeah. that's duck. Yeah, duck's a dick. Duck's a. We have said dick. it before. Yeah, it's hard to recover. I mean, we've all seen John Wick. All of us have seen John Wick. Have you seen John Wick? No. Do you know what happens in John Wick? No. I mean, spoiler alert for John. Spoiler alert for the first three minutes of John Wick okay. that came out seven years ago. Okay. If you haven't seen it, like, essentially, he has a dog that's really meaningful to him. And then some, like, mobsters murder it. And then that's the precipitating event of him just going apeshit on... Somebody murdering his dog? Yeah. Girl, I get it. Yeah. Now listen, I cannot... Now listen. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I cannot watch animal movies. Yeah. Or movies wherein animals get hurt. Yeah. Or even (laughs) where they're just slightly uncomfortable. Yeah. I watched Homeward Bound. Mm, That's a tough one. And was it Homeward Bound or was it the more different one? I think it was Homeward Bound. And there's the scene. All right, strong (laughs) bet. There's the scene where the two dogs and the Uh cat have to ford the river. Yeah. And the cat, like, falls in and she's just swimming and... Sassy. I... (laughs) So this was, like, 2007. Mm Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend at the time calls me and is like, hey, mm-hmm. Homeward Bound is on TV. I think you would love this movie. It's so cute. So I turn it on. Yeah. And within two minutes, that scene happens. Yeah. And I call him back and I'm sobbing. <laughs> and I'm like, why would yeah. you do that to me? <laughs> yeah. This is horrible. Uh-huh. Oh, God. If a horse falls, yeah. I lose it. Yeah. I can't, I can't handle it. Now, have you ever seen Blazing Saddles? Yes. How did you feel about Mongo punching the ox in the face? <laughs> Or did he punch a ho- He punches either a horse or an ox in the now face. Now listen, I have not watched that movie in a very long time, so I don't remember that. That's the only problematic part of okay. it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine I would... I might like that, actually. I I love Blazing Saddles. Yeah, but I would probably be okay It's a very that. funny film. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard when animals get hurt. Yeah. I don't like it. Especially I don't like thinking when, about I it. I mean, now, unless they're bad animals. Bad animals. Then blow them the fuck up. <laughs> Just blow them up. Yeah. Have them swallow a stick of yeah. dynamite that says TNT on what, it. Not, not to prolong this more than necessary. <laughs> what qualifies an animal to be a bad animal? Now, it could be Cujo. 
Mm. That's a bad animal. So like it could a be rabbit a, a, a possum. Just all possums. Just all possums. <laughs> any any what possum. What if a possum's got a bunch of baby possums on his back? Even better. Blow that shit oh, up so no. that those baby possums don't grow into big this possums. This is not the opinion of <laughs> Mad Women or Planet Ant Podcasts powered by Pinecast. <laughs> no, I take full responsibility for yeah. my possum hatred. Uh, at extreme small <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah, you can at me. You can at I me. hate possums. I'm terrified of them. Mm-hmm. And in high school, my friends knew this fact. Mm-hmm. And they would sneak into my house because they didn't lo- ever lock my door. So it wasn't so much sneaking in. It's just Past tense in. did not lock your door. Yeah. Uh, one time I did lock my door, so they broke in through the window. That's wow. breaking and entering. You got some delinquent friends. A little bit. But what they would do mm-hmm. is they would go onto my computer and change my computer background okay. to a screaming possum. Uh, and then pull up like the uh-huh. internet, yeah. like a web browser, yeah. so that I didn't see it until yeah. like I minimized. That's smart. And then there was a screaming possum. Yeah. How do you feel about all the possum memes these days? I don't know that I look at them. Oh, I follow like at least one or two possums. Oh, I would never. I, I would exchange never... them with people. No, I would never do that. There's You can get a decal of one that just says scream at own ass. <laughs> Okay, I might like that. Yeah, it's pretty good. I pet a possum one time. Her name was Viola. Oh, well, that's cute. She was at the Creature Conservancy. Okay, so let's get back to Donnie Boy. Donnie. Oh, Donnie Boy. So we see him at a very exclusive club Mm -hmm. for Memorial Day that Don and Betty, they weren't even, they're not even members of this club. They had to get an invite. Yeah. They're and, invited by the Pattersons. Mm. They're guests of the Pattersons. I love the Pattersons. Oh, they're great. Needless to say, a bunch of waspy white people. Oh, boy. With uh, African-American help uh-huh. that yeah. you only see briefly. And all of the conversations are about, like, these big time, kind of like, these are the people who control the world. Mm-hmm. Like, Peggy's taught Betty... <sighs> Why did they name them so close? Um, Betty is talking to a couple who are talking about the weather. And this woman's reference for the weather is it, it's, it felt like the summer they executed the Rosenbergs. Like it's yes. always about to rain. Yes. That is such a like. So bizarre. Weird. Like. I don't know. Out of t- Like why is that what you remember from the summer. So bizarre. Yeah. And then she talks about she's worried that there's going to be a power failure and the mm-hmm. gates will just open. To Sing Sing, the the maximum security prison. Right. Yeah. Right. And so that's... Uh, and it sounds like in the article I read, it said that they were talking about moving Sing Sing. Oh. So that... And, and I, th- I mean, I think they kind of mentioned it. Like, they wish yeah. it wasn't in their neighborhood. Right. So that then they could have everything be perfect. Right. And then Don is talking to some PR guy from the firm that handled the Bay of Pigs originally. Right. Which is really very much, you know, these are like major world controlling things that you can, uh, the people that they are rubbing elbows with are very powerful. Yes. It sounds like. This this club is highly exclusive. Very exclusive. And I made a fashion note. Betty's dress yes. had a sweet little tennis racket on the shoulder. It did, embroidered. It yeah. was very cute. Mm-hmm. I like that. It was very cute. It was a tennis outfit. In 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just entirely. Yeah. It was very cute. And and then the horse riding guy. Arthur. Arthur. Look at you remembering names. I know. Nice. And Betty remembers her name. She's like, mm, where's Tara? Where's Tara? Mm-hmm. Oh, she's over there. Mm-hmm. And we learned that Betty had changed her horse riding schedule so she yeah. wouldn't see him. Yeah. There's a moment where Don sees them across the room and is real He's suspicious. taking note. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's taking note. This episode, there are... It's, it's, it's like... From the start, we talk about how men... Bras are for men. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, how we see women... How men see women. And so then we see Don how she is seeing Betty. Right. We saw Pete and how he was looking at Peggy. Right. I got the names right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's a lot of the way, and I mean, also Don and Bobby, as we'll discuss. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then Peggy, or God bless it. <laughs> Betty's like, let's be friends, like in college. <laughs> right. So I guess, you know, maybe they would, court for a while and then just decide to be friends or something she's very happy in this scene talking to him she's laughing she has Mm -hmm. what seems like a genuine human emotion it seems like it seems like yeah she was pretty good in this episode i would say yeah i thought she was see much of her so she really made it count um and then her kids run in screaming mommy as Mm -hmm. we discussed they do they do that and that immediately like turns Arthur a little bit. Yeah. The same way Pete was a little bit turned when he found out that his fling her lived with his mother. Her mother. mother. Mm-hmm. And then almost I, I'm wondering if like Duck finding out that his wife is engaged, that really bothered him. And there's a lot mm-hmm. more reasons for that. But yeah. it's still a like, oh, a woman has someone else in her life that mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. So Don is still talking about the Kennedys mm-hmm. with the public relations guy. He says, he's chasing starlets. I'm building bomb shelters. Right. <laughs> but don't tell Petra. my wife, Petra. Petra doesn't want people to know. What a name. It, it is a name. And it's, it's funny because, like, we all know the Kennedy household is, like, being called Camelot. Mm. But he refers to it as Versailles. Mm-hmm. And... Where, you know, the king is chasing starlets and the woman is very beautiful and, and, and admired. Right. Just like Jackie O was. Right. You know, Marie Antoinette was definitely, mm-hmm. is some kind of symbol. I don't mm-hmm. know. And then we find out the name of this event that they're at <laughs> is the Ribs and Fashion Show. <laughs> it's um, elegant. Um, Memorial Day. On they Memorial have Day. not a Memorial Day party, no. not a Memorial Day barbecue. Uh-huh. The ribs and fashion That's show. That's right. Yeah. That's this is what the leaders of the world do on Memorial Day. Uh-huh. On this day uh-huh. every year, he says. And he asks all the serv the, the it's like an MC, and he asks all the servicemen to stand up so they could be appreciated, including a rough writer who my article pointed out meant so that was what, like nineteen oh four or even early, that was like eighteen nineties or because so, so Teddy Roosevelt was elected president in 1904, I'm pretty sure, and he was a rough writer. So I think it was like, I think okay. it was maybe the Cuban-American War. Okay. So it was, again, Americans invading, or like, showing their ass in Cuba. Yeah. Which is exactly what the PR guy was talking about. Right. Which is a really interesting right. 
Um, that guy was they, old as fuck. Yeah, they've been doing it for over 60 years. He yes. was real cute looking. <laughs> he was very cute. In my head, he had two little pistols. That yeah, he was just his like, little hands were like, it's me! <laughs> Suffering succotash. <laughs> what in tarnation? Um, Don stands up, because of course he was in the military. He got right. a purple heart. He looks real uncomfortable. Very. And Betty is beaming at him, and Sally is really, oh, like, yeah. just so happy. Sally is very yeah. proud of her papa. And she, he gets more and more uncomfortable the more he sees her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see, we get to the fashion show, which is actually like a bathing suit show. Yeah. And uh, he says he has to go into work because there'll be people working. And right. Betty says, I wouldn't think you'd want to leave this. Right. Which, at first, I, I, I thought when I watched the episode, it was just like the event. And it's like, no, this is exactly what Don hates. But then I realized she meant the bathing Girls suits. Girls in bathing suits. Which is like... Yeah, Don is okay. Right. He's literally casting bra. Right. Right. <laughs> stuff right now. Right. So that's Well, sweet. that's not what that's not what he's drawn to. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah. He's drawn to powerful women. Mm-hmm. Not little skimpy bathing suits. Yeah. He doesn't I mean, as we see, he doesn't think highly of just like showing a lot of skin. That's not mm-hmm. what he's about. And she said, she tells him, you're going to miss the sparklers. And he says, call me from the emergency room. Yes. <laughs> Pretty great. But what he does, who he does call from a payphone <sighs> is room 301. And who answers that phone? Oh, Bobby. Bobby. Oh, Bobby. God Girl Bobby. Girl Bobby. Yes. Not boy, not boy Bobby. <laughs> that would be awkward. Yeah. So clearly they were supposed to spend the day together. Mm-hmm. But Bobby is spending the day with her son. And Don, once again, is like, wait, whoa, hey. You have a son? You're a mother? What? I thought you were just a sexy lady, but you're also what? a mother? And her son is 18. Yeah. That's an old-ass son. He could be in the military. He could. Go off to Why him. isn't he? He really should. He's a good American. Yeah. Why ay ay Why ay oughta. Why ay oughta. Just to the moon. <laughs> to the moon, Bobby's son. <laughs> <laughs> And then I kind of missed some of the dialogue here, but it sounded like Bobby invited Don to come to the beach with her. Yeah. So Jimmy is going to be in the Beverly Hills for the next 10 mm-hmm. days. He's like, oh, that's far away. And she's mm-hmm. actually, it's a club in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, that's still far away. Right. So Jimmy's out of the picture. You don't mm-hmm. have to worry about that. Um, and then she's saying, we're staying out at the beach and you can join. Mm-hmm. You never saw it. Okay. And that's when Don is like, don't do that. Yeah. Oh, because they were going to the beach. When they got in the car accident. I remember. Now. Yeah. Thank you. Because there, there was some, there was that shift and I missed what yes. that was. Yeah. yeah. She's like, you didn't, you never saw mm-hmm. it. And he says, don't do that. Yeah. And she tells him that she thinks about the crash all the time. Mm-hmm. But Don says he doesn't And she goes it. into detail. She's like, the yeah. car on its side, you pressed into me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's like. Very visceral mm-hmm. memory. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. A rememory. Yep. <laughs> Look at you speaking that American language. I speak American <laughs> as good as Uncle Sam himself. Mm-hmm. So Don goes home. <laughs> yeah. Is, was there music playing when he walked in? There was something. It was like a march happening. There was so, my guess is it was somebody next door having like a barbecue, like a yeah. party. And they're yeah. playing music outside. Okay. In, that was my guess. I'm, we, same page. Okay. I was like, is there a parade going on yeah, in their there neighborhood? Was, mm-hmm. There was something happening. Yeah. Did you notice the giant uh-huh. bag of Uts chips on the fridge? Yeah, that was definitely on purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just to keep 
Bobby, because like, yeah, we had talked about how they must be done after that crash, but clearly they're they're not done. Like they know it's bad. Right. And they barely got away with it, but they're still going at it. Right. And so he opens a bottle of milk <laughs> and then, you know, just thoughtfully drinks some over the sink. There's some lawnmower noise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some diegetic sound. Oh my goodness. Or is that non-diegetic sound? That's diegetic sound. Yes. Yeah. Because it's happening in the world. I'll have to go listen to that episode where, where you explain I explain it. it. <laughs> I could Google it, but I'd much rather. No, no, hear no. It's okay. Your very clear explanation. Then we're back in the office. It's the next day at work. Jane brings Don some coffee, and she is burnt to a crisp. Yes, she is. She's wearing an or like a coral orangey mm-hmm. skirt, mm-hmm. and I wrote she matches her skirt, <laughs> <laughs> including behind the knees where she also got sunburned. Yes, I. I'm guessing that this was like the era that they were just using just straight margarine mm-hmm. on their skin. I remember when I was in marching band, uh-huh. the first summer going into freshman year, mm-hmm. uh, we had, you know, all that marching band practice mm-hmm. before school starts. Oh, yeah. Like band camp, essentially. Mm-hmm. But we do one week at the school and then one week like away at actual camp. Oh. Um, and so it would be like all day at the school. So it's mm-hmm. the first day of at the school band camp. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm in shorts and like knee high socks because mm-hmm. that's what you wore in 2000 okay and my cons which were a terrible choice for marching band yeah but anyways the space on the back of my legs because the sun was behind me the uh-huh. whole day the space on the back of my legs between where my shorts ended uh-huh. and the socks start was yeah. just bright red yeah. and it was the most ridiculous tan line yes for the rest of forever <laughs> I still have it. Yes, I probably do. <laughs> and the backs of my knees were so burned. So hard. Yeah, it wasn't fun. Those joints when they get burned. Right? When I was in marching band, I would notice, because I play clarinet, and I guess most people, but how like the crease of my elbow inside yes. was never <laughs> Yes. Also, I I don't know if I did it every year, but at least three of the years, I would cut out like spongy medical tape into some kind of shape and wear it on my shoulder so that I would get a tan of a like a tattoo tan. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I, I and I would theme it with like what we were playing that year. So I did a Superman, like the wow. the Pentagon and the S. And then wow. one year we had as a new stand song, stand tune, mm-hmm. uh, Pretty Fly for a White Guy. <laughs> Which has the song I asked for, or the line I asked for a 13, but they drew a 31. So I did a 31. And I had to explain it in a lot of detail for a very long time. (laughs) But I enjoyed it. We love sunburns. So Jade is very sunburned. Uh, Roger comes in and just really ogles Jade. Oh, yeah. And as you know, just like he watched Joan, he watches her walk out. Watches her leave, yeah. Asks if Betty's. Aware. Has your wife seen that yet? Uh, <laughs> and he wants to be there when Betty does. <laughs> right. And that's when he tells Don and Duck to make peace. Right. And this is another one. It's whenever Roger is telling Don to do something, it's not a negotiation. He's always lighting a cigarette. Yes. I think yes. he did the same thing when he was instructing Don to fire Mohawk. Right. It's uh, a way to not really pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> so that's... And then, and then we see the conversation between Duck and Don. Right. And now, like, we've talked about how Duck brought up his military service in that conversation. Mm-hmm. And 
it's Memorial Day weekend, mm-hmm. and Don is already very uncomfortable about it. And so it's almost like he's, I don't know, he's making fun of military service mm-hmm. a little bit. Because uh, he probably feels real uncomfortable. And then, oh boy, we see, like, serious post so, yes, I wrote Don and Bobby post-coitus. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just, they're both naked, and he's yeah. just laying prone on top mm-hmm. of her. On her, like, she's on her stomach, and yeah. he's laying on her back. Yeah, and she does not want him to move. No. And then, as they're, like, I don't know, getting dressed or whatever, talking, uh, she says that her daughter is in a play at college. Yeah, she says she has to get ready, and he's yeah. like, ready for what? My daughter's uh-huh. in a play. And Don's like, Pfft. Is that everyone? Yeah. Like, he's so mad that yeah. she... And, and he's like, I took the afternoon off. And she asks for me, and he doesn't answer. Like, right. oh, yeah, you're right. No. No, it's not for you. Right. Goodbye. And then she lets... She offers to let Don stay. Yeah. And he's, she says, like, I'm the same way. You can just close the door when you leave. What does that mean? I don't... She's like, yeah, she's no. like, stay, watch TV, stay and relax, uh-huh. you can go through my things. Yeah. But it was like, maybe just wanting to lie around after yeah. sex? I don't know. I don't know. But he's annoyed. Um, <laughs> and then when he comes home, he, or like, we, we see, maybe it's the next morning, uh, Betty is in a bikini mm-hmm. and a little, like, what would that be called? A shirt? A wrap? A dress? Um... Like a bathing suit cover, like a kimono. Ooh, yeah, a little like kimono. A kimono. And she looks real hot, mm-hmm. like it's all bright yellow. She looks great because mm-hmm. I mean she is she looks very great. beautiful. Yeah, she's pouring cereal for Sally, and Bobby's walking around with a bucket on his head. <laughs> <laughs> sure is. Good old buckethead Bobby. I wonder if that was even the same actor. <laughs> like they did, they just needed to find anyone who was. It could be a little girl. It did right. not even matter. We need a child with a yeah. bucket on their head. <laughs> Will this bucket fit on your head? You're hired. Right. Go. So Don is like, "May I speak to you privately, out of earshot of our children?" Mm-hmm. And he hates that bathing suit. He doesn't. He is not. He says, "Where are you going?" Yeah. Swimming. Yeah. She says, "I don't like it." Mm-hmm. Because he's thinking about people who are looking at him. Yeah. Because bathing suits like bras are for men. Yeah. And the so. The 15 year old lifeguard, everybody mm-hmm. else at the club. Because who did he notice looking at her at the club? Mm, Arthur. Arthur. He's already clocked mm-hmm. that people are noticing her at that yes. club. And she was like fully dressed then. Exactly. And she's like, everybody bought one. And he says, it's desperate. It's desperate. And she, her face just falls. Yeah. And she, she was like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And she's like not upset that she can't wear it. She's like, oh, this is new information. Right. And now I have to change my decisions. Right. And it's so mean. It is mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's, I mean, in that moment, she slut shamed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. It was real sad. It's definitely, there's a... He wants her to dress up sometimes. He wanted her to dress up for the Bobby and Jimmy Barrett meeting. And mm-hmm. he likes her to look beautiful, but that skin. Mm-mm. Put that tummy away. Yeah. You're just in your underwear. Right. <sighs> Don, you're still an old man. <laughs> and then we go back and we see Don is behind Bobby in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And he looks like he's about to rip into her flesh with his teeth. Yes. He has such a look on his yes, face. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. And she is 
in this little black, like, corsety undergarment thing mm-hmm. and a leopard print robe. Mm-hmm. She loves her, like, some mm-hmm. animal prints. Yeah. She's very flashy. She is. She's very flashy. Yeah. Her gold nail polish. Mm-hmm. Her leopard print robe. Yeah. She's so flashy. This bitch. Flashy. <laughs> this bitch. <laughs> and she tell he tells her, stop talking. And she asks. She says to him, mm-hmm. it's flattering that I'm able to keep you interested. Yes. Which is very interesting. Yeah. Especially where their conversation goes. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And and she asks, why don't you want me to talk? And he like, he's having fun and he ties one of her wrists down. Uh-huh. And then she makes a mistake. She doesn't stop talking. She says, I want the full Don Draper treatment. I wanted it. I got it. And it's better than they said. Oh, and he's like, what? Yeah. Who's talking? Who's talking? Who said what? And she names some people that, like, we don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. But she tells him, you're known as a connoisseur. You have many fans. Nobody, it's nobody, this is nobody's maiden voyage here, handsome. You have a reputation. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So it turns out Don's a bit of a strumpet around town. And, like, we've only seen these, like, almost serious relationships he's had. Right. But clearly he's, uh... He's 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 dipped his pen in a little more ink mm-hmm. than we've seen, and he's real flustered about it. And he's like pissed, and he's like, "Does it make you feel better to think I'm like you?" And I, he ties her up like so she can't get out. Yeah, so gets, he wraps yeah. that little uh, it's the sash to her robe. So mm-hmm. he ties one wrist, and then he wraps it around the pole of the headboard, and mm-hmm. then ties the other wrist. Yeah. So she is tied down. <laughs> she is, and he says, "I told you to stop talking." And it's like he doesn't want to, he just hate. he doesn't like it when people tell him how he is. Yeah. When, oh, yeah. When people and, show him his true nature. Right. And he does not like that people are chatting about him. That is for damn sure. He does not like that. Yeah. So he starts to get dressed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she's like, ooh, I like this. Do you want to blindfold me? She's still thinking it's going to be sassy, sassy yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, and he just is getting dressed mm-hmm. to leave. Mm-hmm. And he just leaves. Yeah. He says, I told you to stop talking. Yeah. And leaves her tied up to the bed. <laughs> Maybe B- Jimmy will find her in. <laughs> She's a still week. in the hotel, isn't yeah. she? I think isn't it is it not their hotel? I don't know. I don't quite understand. I don't either. understand. Why are they at the? Where beach? do they live? Do they live in Manhattan? It would make sense if they did. Yeah. Boy, I don't know. What a mysterious life <laughs> these Barretts are living. Maybe they're Hollywood people. Maybe. I got no idea. We'll never know. It's a mystery. So the next scene we see Don, uh, we actually see Betty putting on another dressing gown Mm -hmm. over her PJs. Mm -hmm. In my vision, her outfit and his outfit were both purple, but I'm not sure if the lighting was just off. Yeah, I think hers was like light baby blue. Mm. I don't remember what his was. Mm. Because also, when we see him with shaving cream on his face, that also kind of looked purple. So oh, I don't know no. what's happening. That was just your eyeballs. I feel, like that one. I was like, that's clearly not purple. Yeah. But, and he wants grapefruit for breakfast. When he wakes up coughing, every yeah. time these people wake yeah. up, they're just coughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's a nod to all their smoking. Yeah. Like maybe when you're a smoker, you really do wake up. You've been laying down. Mm-hmm. Your lungs have gotten all yeah. sedimenty. Mm-hmm. You cough that shit out. Probably. Don't smoke, friends. Smoking smoke. is gross. It's bad for you. It'll make you sound like me. 
<laughs> so he he goes in the bathroom and he's shaving. And Sally comes in and sits uh, next to him and says, "She has the cutest little outfit." Yeah. Oh, her outfit she's look? got these little bloomers uh-huh. and this little tank top, and they're matching floral, and they're mm-hmm. just so like floofy yeah. little girl. It was very cute. Yeah, they're so cute. She's she's super cute, and she tells him, "I'm not going to talk because I don't want you to cut yourself." And Don just looks in the mirror and freaks out. Freaks the fuck out. Yeah. And At first, he loves having her there. He's so yeah. excited that she's come in, and mm-hmm. she says that, and he just kind of smiles, mm-hmm. and then it, like, sinks mm-hmm. into his soul. Because uh, someone else told him, or, like... He just told somebody else yeah, not to talk. don't talk. And I wonder if this is another, like, you know, last time Betty didn't want him to have salt, mm-hmm. and now Sally doesn't want him to cut himself. Mm-hmm. And he tells her, he's like, you better leave me alone right now. Yeah. And he just, like, stares into the abyss in his face. And then he sits down on the, the toilet. toilet. And there was like a crotch shot, but I think he was wearing underwear. <laughs> Man, when are we going to get a good view of yeah. Johnny's hand? <laughs> <laughs> but then the, the camera pulls away from Don and we actually see the mirror image of him. Yes. In There's two that. mirrors. So we mm-hmm. see him first in the, the mirror of the bathroom mm-hmm. and then he sits down yeah. and then it does another slow pull out it did that yeah. last week as well mm-hmm. very slow pull out of the camera and then it sees the hallway mirror mm-hmm. that you can see him in yeah in the bathroom there's a lot of mirrors in this episode there's a lot of mirrors and that that is the end of the episode yes um, yeah it's like everyone's looking at themselves in the mirror when they're getting dressed or after they have an affair mm-hmm. or before they have an affair or all of these different things everybody's reflecting on things they're reflecting on things mm-hmm. they're seeing maybe Another side of themselves. Oh. Mm. Just like they had to, they were forced to see in these women that they're both, you know, objects of desire and mothers or daughters or. Right. Or Jackie's. Mm-hmm. Or Marilyn's. Jackie's or Marilyn's. Yeah. Um, it was a very, like, this This episode was written by Matthew Weiner and I, I feel, feel like his episodes always are going to have even more yeah layers and and matchups and parallels and whatnot good app it was a good app it was a good app there there were a lot of um intertwining storylines mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah i really liked it yeah i like that app i think i think we learn everyone everyone kind of grows in a really interesting way we see we we learn Some a lot about regrets. duck True. I mean, like, their characters are built up more. Mm. Like, they they gain depth. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily maturity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get to see we get to see Pete reverting back to his, yeah, regressing back to childhood, mm-hmm. and Peggy uh, becoming a, a real woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get it, Peggy. Get it, Peggy. Yeah. It was a good app. I'm gonna rate this app. Okay, please, please tell me. I'm going to give this ep 8 mm-hmm. out of 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> old, uh, old, what was that guy? Not a freedom rider. What was he? Oh, a rough rider. Say? Rough rider. Old, 8 <laughs> out of 10 rough riders. <laughs> freedom rider or something else. Yeah. Freedom riders. That was the civil rights. They might have started 
soon thereafter if they hadn't started already. Oh, in 1962? Yeah. Yeah. It seems like around the time. It does seem around the happening. time. I should know. <laughs> All right. Well, it's that time again. Okay. Yakety Sax, Ashley predicts. <laughs> Ashley, what do you think is going to happen in season two, episode seven of Mad Men? Okay. Whoo! There are so many things that were thrown out in this app. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. There's one I have for sure. All right. Chauncey. Okay, yes. Now you listen to me. Okay. We already know <laughs> that this show uh-huh. has, has begun the spawn of Cujo. <laughs> yeah. And that was, what's Don's dog's name? Polly. Rosie Polly. So we already know that Polly is going to be the impetus mm-hmm. for the upcoming Cujo. Yes. What we don't know yes. is Chauncey is also joining this gang. Oh. He gets thrown the fuck out of that office. Uh-huh. His whole world comes crashing down around him. Yes. Yeah. He is just hurt. He's mm-hmm. angry. Yeah. Um, he was such a good boy. Of yeah. all the boys to be thrown mm-hmm. out of an office, yeah. Chauncey was not one. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? If not even I can make it with a family, for real, fucking nobody can. Yeah. And so he joins up uh-huh. with Polly. Is that her okay. name? I already forgot it. Yes. I mean, we biscuit. Biscuit. Thank name. you. Yeah. Thank you. That's why it was eluding me because it was right. biscuit. <laughs> God. Yes. Yeah. So Chauncey and Biscuit, they uh-huh. team up. He yeah. he walks his ass all the way to upstate New York. Is yeah. that where they live? I mean, they're somewhere. Some Suburbs. Fucking weird. <laughs> um, and he's like, you know what, Polly? You think uh-huh. you got a good thing going here with Donnie Boy. But you could be thrown out at any minute. Yeah. And so it's actually Chauncey <gasps> who inspires Polly. Oh. Who inspires Kuja. That's incredible. Yeah. Because Polly yeah. had the bloodlust already, mm-hmm. but she didn't have the um, unmitigated anger yes. towards humans yes. that she gains from Chauncey. Yeah. Just that, like, injustice yes. that she needs to... Yes. She's been radicalized. She's been radicalized. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, that's what happened with Chauncey. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah. That was really important to me. That I'm so glad that, that we, you covered it. Yeah. Um, got that out there. Uh-huh. Okay. Don and Bobby are legit done now. Okay. We've discovered this because Bobby is still tied to the bed. <laughs> we go back and see her and she's just dirty. It's been a couple days. She's not dead, uh-huh. but she's not doing great. Yeah. And she's doing that thing where you... You rub your arms back and forth <laughs> yeah. to kind of fray down uh-huh. whatever's on. And mm-hmm. the the sash is about to break. Mm-hmm. And finally it does. Yeah. And she sits up and she says, I'll get you, Don Draper. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> and then she grabs some water because yeah. she was on the brink yeah. of complete dehydration. That 127 hours comes up quick. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Um... Don, meanwhile, he doesn't know that Bobby has freed herself. Okay. And he is now trying to hunt down all these ladies who have been talking about him mm-hmm. so that he can handcuff them to different Ooh. things. He is yeah. just going to completely incapacitate anybody who mentions his mm-hmm. name. Yeah. Um, so that happens. Perfect. With the business, he does, like, some advertising. <laughs> 
Who cares about that? <laughs> Who cares part? about that? Yeah. He does some business. He and Pete might get into a little a tete-a-tete, oh, if you yeah. will. Um, Cooper's going to come back. We haven't seen Cooper in a minute. Mm, except for last episode. We saw him last episode? Two episodes ago. Two episodes ago. Yeah. Right. Sorry. So two whole episodes have passed. That's a long time. So we're going to see Cooper again. Mm-hmm. He's going to be eating yes. um, a bowl of jello uh-huh. with gravy on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's wow. what he's going to be eating. Did we discuss on the podcast his cottage cheese and ketchup? I can't remember. You brought it up to me that that's what yeah. he was eating, but I don't remember if we mentioned it on the pod. Yeah, that the P-O-A-D. His, <laughs> his bowl of ketchup was, in fact, cottage cheese on ketchup, which if you Google cottage cheese on ketchup, all the results are that Richard Nixon ate cottage cheese on ketchup. Which Dude, Cottage cheese on ketchup or ketchup on cottage cheese? Yeah, that's the right way to say those words. I'm because sorry. Because are you just making a whole bowl of ketchup and sprinkling cottage cheese? No, on it? okay. it's the other All way right. around. Okay. You're using ketchup like normal. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept saying it. Okay, I just had to clarify because that's a yes. completely different dish. Neither are great, Indeed. but one is One's slightly better. Soup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so Cooper comes back. Mm-hmm. He does something with the business. Okay. But he also eats Jello with yeah, gravy. That's the important part. Gravy, Jello on gravy. Oh, okay. <laughs> to make it match with your let me um, revise my notes. Cheese on ketchup. All right, perfect. Um, let's see what else. Um, oh, Peggy. Mm-hmm. Um, she starts using those feminine wiles uh-huh. more and more. She's really trying to kind of eke out how you do this. How yeah. you do this whole business thing. So uh-huh. she just starts wearing skimpier and skimpier outfits mm-hmm. to work to the point where she dress- she comes in as one of those burlesque dancers from the Tom Tom Club, which <laughs> is pasties and uh-huh. little panties. Yeah. Um, and it's only Joan who comes over and says, your decolletage is showing. <laughs> <laughs> Even though her whole titties are uh-huh. out. Yeah. Um, and so then she starts to parcel it back a little bit. Okay. Good job. Um, yeah. Um, Pete Uh is having sex with anything and everything. Yes. But he is now doing it where he can look at himself in the mirror and just smirkle the entire time. Smirkle? Yeah. Okay. Like a smirk smile. Now, have you seen American Psycho? No. I saw it for the first time last week. And there's a scene where the guy, Christian Bale, is Uh having sex with... Uh, sex workers and mm-hmm. he's just like looking in the mirror and like oh and posing yeah flexing, flexing. and like making faces just Ooh, like creepy yeah like during the act yeah it's real weird that, but that weird. sounds like what Pete's doing that's absolutely what Pete is mm-hmm. going to be doing Pete is the impetus for American Psycho Ooh. <laughs> he is the son of Sam uh-huh and he's the impetus he is the inspiration okay for the author of who wrote is that that's not what's his name? It's Stephen Brett King? Easton Ellis. Oh, really? Or possibly not. Please look that up because up. I don't want to. We get don't that want wrong. an oopsie daisy. Brett Easton. Yeah, Brett Easton Ellis wrote it. Look at you. It's almost like you're a librarian. That's what librarians do. We memorize fiction authors. <laughs> I didn't realize that that movie came out in '91, or the I'm sorry, the the novel came mm. out in '91. I thought it was much older than that. Have, okay. I mean, like. 
when you like seeing the movie it looks very much in that that time it's a lot of the materialism of the 80s and 90s okay now psycho is from mm-hmm. the 60s okay that's a different film okay and then american hustle is from later that i think also has christian bale in it okay american sniper rules of attraction okay is different. that's what i thought i read rules of attraction mm-hmm. which he also wrote and that book is great yeah yeah it's pretty dark yeah. The movie is also really good. Uh-huh. Rules of Attraction, the movie is really good. Uh, but yeah, Rules of Attraction is a great book. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you. This has been Literature Corner, brought to you by Ashley this time. Oh. I can read. I'm an English teacher. <laughs> I speak American. You speak American. I speak American. And you read American. I do read American. I buy American. <laughs> um. Okay, we've got... Pete, we've got Peggy, we've got Don, we've got Chauncey, most importantly, and Cooper. Yes, yes. Joan. Joan. Is just only wearing blue. More mm. and more and more blue. Mm. And in fact, she starts wearing dresses on dresses on dresses. Ooh. And she starts looking like Violet Beauregard after she <laughs> blows up into a blueberry. Perfect. Is she pregnant? <laughs> oh, maybe. Uh-huh. Maybe. She's she's still planning her wedding. Yeah. It's a Christmas wedding. Christmas wedding. All right. How about yeah. some lingo? Oh, dear. Okay. Um, the lingo will mm-hmm. be... Um, somebody's going to say, it's a gas. I like like that. a fun time. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a gas. It's a gas. I could hear. I right? Could hear yeah. If anybody has any kind of fun time, yes. I'm going to call it a win. <laughs> if anyone smiles... <laughs> Then this prediction was correct. Yes. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for this in-person Mad Women. Wow. Kate, this has been a very unique experience. It has. We have never podcasted in person before. No. And it took us like an hour to figure out how to do it, (laughs) strangely. Yes. But I'm so glad we did. We learned. We learned. We're so smart. And so are you, dear listener. Dear listener, we adore you. We love you. (laughs) We wish we could kiss each of you on your faces. Well. All right. I wish I could kiss each of you on your faces. Since most of our listeners are your family. Yes. (laughs) Mom, dad, I'd love to just give you a big kiss on your cheek. Uh, Yeah. So thanks for listening. Follow us uh, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter review and oh, right. and write comments on your podcatcher about us. That apparently, I don't know, is good. <laughs> if you know someone who likes Mad Men, tell them. Force them to listen. Force them. Yeah. Put earbuds in their ears. Yeah. Like, Do this. Yeah. Like, make them get in the car with you. Turn on the child locks. Lock the door. Yes. And then start playing Mad Women. Yes. And just don't stop driving. Ever. Yeah, never. Drive for as many hours mm-hmm. as we have already published. Yes. And then that could be a really fun game. See where you end up. Yeah. yeah. Every time you dear come. Dear listener. <laughs> dear listener. Just put on every single episode of yeah. our podcast. Get in your car. Mm-hmm. Every time you come to an intersection, flip a coin. If you're going right or left. Yes. Uh, and just see where you end up after so many hours. Or maybe even don't flip a coin. But like, if Ashley's talking, you go right. <gasps> oh. If Kate's talking, you go left. If we're laughing, you stay straight. Yes. Oh. Uh, yeah, and just let us know what's up. 
Tell us where you started yeah. and where you ended. Also, dear listener, if you're listening to this and more episodes have come out, you do have to listen to those episodes <laughs> in this exercise. Right. It's however yeah. many exist in the moment that you're playing this game. Yes. Yeah. So, listeners of the future, alien overlords. Yes. Uh, gotta, I, hope you, I hope you packed some Reese's cups because you're going to be in the car for a while. <laughs> Don't forget an emergency blanket. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, until next time, <laughs> as we say at the end of every episode, Merry, Merry Mad Men to all, and to, and to all, all a good, good night. night. Thank you for listening to Mad Women. Mad Women is engineered by Ashley Davis, music by Kate E. Britt, and graphics by Dylan Anderson. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RadMadWomen. Production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.